Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Show here on 1700 KBGG. Uh, Rob Doster going to join us tomorrow live from Boston, assuming he makes it. Yes. Although he's based in New Jersey, correct? Connecticut. Connecticut. At least okay, he's a so UConn he, fan. So he should get there. Yeah, yeah, he should be all right. Because that storm trend's a real deal, apparently. Is it? I guess. Uh, I mean, flights canceled. I think if you're a fan of one of the uh, four schools playing in the East, uh, whether you're a Villanova, West Virginia, Texas Tech, or Purdue fan, and you had plans to travel tomorrow mm-hmm. in time for the because uh, they're Friday, right? They are, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, well, still, it's it's going to be hit and miss, I guess, if you're going to get there. Anyways, the latter two more important. It'll be more of a flight from Lubbock and from West Lafayette. Yeah, multiple flights as opposed to Philadelphia and Morgantown. Right. Drivable. I don't even know the Northeast. I shouldn't even talk. I, I don't know. The geography Everything is so close together. It yeah. blows me away. And you're talking to a Canadian, so I'm not going to help you. <laughs> Talk about things spread out a little right. bit up there. Oof. It's uh, yeah. My my cousin lives in Philadelphia now, but went to uh, grad school at Columbia, so lived in New York for a number of years, and then afterwards, after law school, and it's like, oh yeah, we just hop over here and hop over there, and it just it's it's mind boggling mm-hmm. where. We want to go to Chicago. It's five hours. Mm-hmm. We're relatively close to a lot of things, but, but and everything up there is jump on the train too. That's so much part. easier. That would be nice. It really is. Yeah, I've done I've done it a couple times. New yeah. York to Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, Wilmington, yeah. and then Wilmington to Baltimore. And yeah, it's a great great way to get around. Great way to get. Some around. year I'm gonna make do that kind of baseball. You know those baseball trips mm-hmm. in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta hit that up some summer. Take a week, ten days, and just. Hit a bunch of parks. Yeah. I've never been to New York. I've never been to Boston. I've been to Philadelphia for a day. Yeah, I've but, flown in and flown out. That's my only yeah. Philly experience. But I've done, uh, well, I did Shea Stadium before it came down. I did both. I shouldn't say that. I've only been to the original Yankee Stadium. Oh, I haven't been to the Fenway Park was bucket list, and I'm yeah. glad I scratched it out. It really is a cool, cool place. Yankee Stadium Roadshow? Yeah, it's really nice there, Trent. Yeah. Well, I don't think you want to go this year because it's going to be really difficult to get yes. Those tickets for those games are going to be. And then I did Camden Yards on the back end of it, which was, it's unbelievable. Over the right field wall, and I guess into center field as well, um, they've got little plaques in the bricks where the home run balls that clear the outfield fence land. Really? There's a there's a space beyond the outfield wall and the warehouses. You've seen the warehouse a million times, yeah, right? Yeah. Who tried to hit it on the home run derby? Was it Griffey? Sounds right, yeah. Somebody tried to hit it in home run derby. And you can and they've actually there's been a couple of in in games that the warehouse has been hit mm-hmm. and they put the it's a baseball. It's about the plaques about the size of a baseball and on the baseball is the day of the game. The guy that hit it and the and the pitcher who threw the pitch. And you're walking around, you're looking down, and you're just seeing all the home run balls that clear defense and when it was and some of the names. Oh, it's really cool. Camden Yards is... Uh, Rafael Palmero. Yes, a bunch of them. Probably uh, Cal, there a bunch. Absolutely. Um, that That's uh, Camden Yards, really fun ballpark. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Principal Park... Is modeled after Camden Yards now a much smaller, sure, obviously. Sure. But I think that's where they stole the I don't know not the stole, spires, the blueprints, or yeah. whatever it is. 
The stool's not the right. Borrowed. Or maybe it was the same architecture from it. Might have be, been. Yeah. I think that might have been the case. Anyways. Very cool. Yeah, where do we, how do we get there? We're, uh, who knows? <laughs> we, we have that happen from time to time. Right. A lot. Uh, we're a week and a day away. From, from opening day. From opening day. I we got to do over-unders next yeah, we, week. I'm planning Division on picks, it. I'm planning on it. Because we'll be down to just four teams in the Final mm-hmm. Four, obviously. And uh, and then it's baseball season. Mm-hmm. And then it's Masters. And then it's back to baseball season. Oh, don't forget the Derby. Oh, Especially yes. if it's a local horse. And I hope that uh, Dennis Albon yeah, and Jason Luch have What's the have update won. there? They're down to one, and I and I think they're well. I know. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, Jason might tell you differently, but I think their best chance is uh, is on the shelf. Dak Attack, named okay. after Dak Prescott, but Free Drop Billy's the one that I think is still Hollywood Stars. The other one they had two, and I haven't seen him in a while. And Free Drop Billy needs to get more points in order to keep that streak intact of a quote air quote local horse, locally owned horse in the right. Derby. So because I want to get you there, Trent. That would, would be that would be outstanding. It would. It I would. would. I would enjoy a trip like that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, another one of the bucket lists that uh, scratch it off. Scratch it what off. What ballpark do you have to get to? Uh, Fenway, Camden uh-huh. Yards, Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Those are kind of the three at the forefront mm-hmm. for me. I mean, I, I'd love to go out to San Francisco. So would I. But I want to see Pac Bell. That's probably yep. the next one for me. You know what? I've never seen and been by it a million times, and I've never seen a game there. Dodger Stadium. It's one of the oldest ballparks. It is? I mean, obviously Fenway and Wrigley. What would be three? Is it Dodger Stadium in the 60s? In terms of age? Age. About has to be, right? I mean, they've renovated the Big A, but that was probably built in the 70s. Yeah, the Big A was after that. I've seen a game there. Um, Every, pretty much everywhere else I is What I recall new. about seeing the game, and this was probably in the early 90s, it was the first ballpark that I was, I didn't buy it, <laughs> but you could get sushi at. <laughs> and I found that so odd. Uh, I mean, you're, you're beer and hot dogs, right? And right, sushi. Yeah. Come on, um, it has to be. That has to be the answer to the third. Because Cardinal State Bush Stadium is new. Miller Park is new. Well, I got it. You ready? It's Dodger. It's got to be. Do- Hang on a second. I, I don't think I'm missing. Kaufman was after that. No. Tiger Stadium is the original is gone. Comerica's after. That's the answer. You're correct. Thank you. It's uh, Fenway and Wrigley, 12 and 14, respectively. Dodger Stadium in 62. 59 or 62. Was it 62? 62. And right. I was close with the Big A, 1966. Well. So that's fourth on the list. Then the A's uh, and the And that Royals one needs to come down. Yes. I mean, the, the A's. <laughs> but it's not by the sounds. Look, the Raiders are pulling up stakes and they're leaving. So they're Should not they going to get him Portland? For what? The A's? Oh, should they just? Yeah. I thought you said, should you? Oh, no. I got an offer. I just told you. <laughs> should you? Should I move to Portland? Um, should the A's just? I mean, mm, an untenable situation. If it is. Guess. Yeah, I would feel bad for that city because they're losing their football team. True. Now they still got the basketball, even though they're not, they're not called the Oakland Warriors, right? Uh, and um, yeah, I don't want them to leave. Yeah. The the blow of losing your football team that that's tough to overcome. Yeah. As a guy who lost a team for 15 years, speaking from experience. Portland feels like it's kind of building to becoming a two, but, but yeah. two professional sports in that city. But where are you going to put them? Because it's, it's, it all works out so well now because every the, all the divisions have five teams now. Well, that's fine. That's that's the ace. The A's become the Portland A's. Oh, that's true. I guess and you don't have to, do they don't have there, to move right? from the West. And Seattle and Portland it would yeah. be a... Yeah. Maybe onto something. Yeah, I could. Yeah, but again, I'd feel bad for the for the population. Yeah, 
Raiders leaving. Yeah, they still blow. got the Giants across the bay, right? You do. You do. Probably be tough to jump. Shift I never went ride. across the bridge when we were out there for the Super Bowl. Uh, we spent uh, stayed the entire time in San Francisco or that that area. Mm-hmm. So I, I never went. You didn't across go the, hang out I with Marshawn Lynch in Oakland. No, or I didn't. Like that. And there was a basketball game that that uh, the Saturday night, and anybody. You know, that was the place to see and be seen. Right. So all the celebrities that were in for the Super Bowl the next day would, would made their way to the Warriors because they were coming off a championship. and Or were they? Would they get beat dead? And regardless, there's still Steph Curry and company were there. He was becoming Steph at the time. Yeah, you know, he'd already become Steph yeah. at the time. Um, but the tickets, Trent, were just crazy money. Just get it's in. just because, I mean, everybody wanted to go. And everybody had money that and, was there. Everybody had money because if you're going to the Super Bowl, with the exception of me or my wife, <laughs> you've got you're you're pretty well off because yep. that's unfortunately that's who goes to these things now right. in today's world. It's not like the old days. No, is it? it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, real quick, uh, Jeff Hughes is coming up. I do want to <laughs> ask you this question because you know you and I are going to morph here uh, to significantly uh, inserting draft coverage in mm-hmm. the program in the days to come um, or weeks to come because it'll be here before we know it as well. There's starting to be some buzz out there that quarterbacks for the first time ever are going to go one, two, three, four. And you know if they do, that one or two of them are for sure going to flame out. It mm-hmm. always happens. Who's the most likely flame out candidate? Is it plain and simple? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Baker Mayfield? Darnold is or, or Josh Rosen? Those would be the four guys. And I'm convinced the Giants are going to take a quarterback, as I've been saying. Yeah. You have to get your replacement for Eli Manning. And if you've got a chance to do so, you can't let that slip past. I mean, you've got to when when you get the opportunity, when you've got a veteran quarterback in his late thirties as he is and clearly declining, you've got to pull the trigger. Could you see four quarterbacks? I personally can't. I don't like this class. I like Rosen. That's about it. You don't like Darnold? I don't like Darnold mm-hmm. in comparison. Do you to, like Baker Mayfield? I like him more than the other two, mm-hmm. but you, do you, I, you, I'm t- not willing to take him at two, three, or four, though. Uh-huh. I told you I thought you could get him before his run at the end of the year. You'd get him in the third round and be happy mm-hmm. with it now. But Lee, you take the third pick to but get But do you know how teams... I mean, where did Christian Ponder go? Was he 12 yeah. or 15? Yeah. 12? I... I remember it vividly. But there's a starts to be a run, yeah. and if you're one of those needy teams, mm-hmm. you you know you over you overdraft guys. Jim Dunkelmiller. Jim Dunkelmiller. He was. <laughs> I mean, th- there were people that said this is a fifth or sixth round draft. Cade McNown. But it was the end of the first round. Well, we need a quarterback. Yeah. This is the guy that's out. And Cade McNown. Oh. He went 11, if memory serves. Yes, yes. The lefty. Got off to a good start under, uh, was it Gary Croton's uh, offense from BYU? Might have been. Might have been. <laughs> Speaking of your Bears, you see John Fox is going to ESPN. He's going to be a talking head. Really? John Fox? I, I mean, look, at I watched him a lot as the Broncos coach sure. doing his media uh, responsibilities. If there was a coach in the NFL that you never thought is going to move into media once it comes to an end, yeah. I mean, he's that guy in a big way. I've heard him a couple of times on Chicago radio since he's been let go, though, and he's been very open about things. Very for- Maybe it was just he got into coach speak. He learned it well. Oh, and that's- did he ever. Because the guy that, yeah, you see in those press conferences, I, I Dry. the same thing as you. Are you putting him on television? Good luck. <laughs> And ESPN, ESPN's doing a, um, they're scared to death over there that, that Fox is going to cut into their, yes. and you know what, 
I don't feel bad for ESPN too many times, right? And I know that it's, it, it, look, it's come one, come all. Just because somebody opened up a pizza joint doesn't mean that nobody else can. Sure. So I get the fact that Fox wants to be involved. But you know what? The NFL draft, it, as many things as ESPN is known for, they should be known for that because Trey they built it. They did. They yes. were the first. And again, they, they, they had a need for programming. Mm-hmm. But they have built this and made this the event that it is thanks for one reason, and that's the four-letter network. Yeah, I mean, if they wouldn't have got involved in this, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not sure it's at the level that it is as far as you know how we see this in the build-up and then hiring mm-hmm. Kuiper and 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 the weeks leading up to it. It's an event now, and without ESPN, I'm not sure it ever would have been. So I kind of feel bad in a way that they're having. You know, they're getting elbowed out of the way. To that point, my point was College Game Day. Yeah, is going to be. They're going to be on ESPN too. Tackling the draft from a college perspective. And I have a feeling I'll probably end up over there. I don't think you're alone. Yeah, I'm because that's what I care about more is the collegiate mm-hmm. game. And because of that, I'll probably find myself there. Speaking of ESPN, we're, we're running a ton late. So you saw the story last week of former president. Oh, my God. John Skipper with the uh, the extortion from his Coke dealer. We, we got to hit on that tomorrow or Friday because what? A, that came out whoa. of nowhere, right? I still thought the same thing because when he stepped down, I remember kind of, you know, it's kind of a story when he stepped down. He was it just, was when a lot of the sexual harassment was, things but were going on. He came out right away and said he had a, he admitted to the drug problem. He didn't admit that he was being extorted by his Coke dealer. What? That a... is an amazing... I'm glad you remember that. I forgot. Look, it was it was opening weekend of the tournament, right? It was, yeah. And, and by the way... Teddy gets buried. It is. Did the basketball news from the University of Iowa, was it on purpose that it came out the same day as the football coach, oh, happened to have his first press conference of the year? Wouldn't surprise you, Wouldn't would surprise it? me either. Jeff Hughes, Bear, uh, we'll talk some bears when we come back. Shelby Mass still to come. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. 
152 pulse-pounding games, 340 blasts of the goal horn as puck met net, and 880,000 fans who visited Wells Fargo Arena to cheer on the team. For four seasons, we've called Des Moines home. So as we celebrate five years strong, Iowa Wild is proud to say, hockey lives here. The puck drops Friday at 7 and Saturday at 6 against the Grand Rapids Griffins. Friday is $2 beer night. Saturday, arrive early for a goalie bobblehead giveaway. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Say it loud. I have a prepaid thing and I'm proud. I have money. I exchange it for goods and services. Do I want to open a tab? No, thank you. Do I want to sign a contract? Smell you later. I give you money. You give me a cheeseburger. Everybody's happy. No muss. No fuss. Have I applied this fancy free lifestyle to smartphones? Funny you ask. AT&T totally gets my no commitments thing. I get a brand new phone. I don't pay any activation fee. And get this. I get another phone too. My brother wants the second one. I'm going to make him bid against my cheeseburger guy. Switch to AT&T prepaid and get two free ZTE Maven 3s with two lines, no contracts, and no activation fee for only 75 bucks a month. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Offer ends 4-5-2018. Available at participating AT&T stores. Two for $75 per month requires two new lines of service on a $45 monthly plan, each under a multi-line account. Account owner on auto pay. Fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. Details at att.com slash prepaid. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them, yeah. Gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop. Serious about food. Serious about the tournament. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Kent Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Bears conversation momentarily. In about 15 minutes or so, we'll get back into the brackets. Shelby Mast, bracketwag.com. You read Shelby at USA Today in the weeks leading up to the unveiling of the brackets. Well, Trent, as I've mentioned, uh, these uh, Chicago Bears Mm -hmm. are sneaking going to sneak up on some people this year. I have a feeling we're going to be talking more Bears than we have Certainly since you and I have uh, been uh, sharing uh, studios together. I like what they've done. Let's get Jeff Hughes in here. DeBear's blog is where you can follow him on Twitter, uh, and he joins us. Jeff, Trent, and Ken, how are you? I am doing well, and I agree with you. I I think if they have made the kinds of moves this offseason so far, that would lead you to think that this team will not be a bottom dweller in the league next year. I I would expect them to take 
maybe not a leap into the postseason, but into relevancy, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Jeff, and I, and Trent and I were talking earlier. I think that this team, the way they're starting to put things together, may be able to... I still think the Vikings are the best team in the division, and Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, but his supporting cast is nowhere near as deep, and the Lions are the Lions. I don't think it would surprise me if, you know, we're talking in uh, week 15, 16, that we're talking about a Bears team that is still in contention for one of those wild cards. Uh, listen, Wellington Mara used to always have a saying, and it gets repeated a lot in New York City, that a, a successful season for his New York Giants was playing relevant games in December. And I, I think that should be what the Bears are held to. Now, this team, uh, they are a top-ten defense already. They have added the tools now to become a way better offense, though that's not very difficult. And if this team cannot be playing games in December – with a chance at January football, then I think something has gone wrong here. That could mean they have the wrong quarterback. That could mean they have the wrong coach. That could mean the whole package has been put together poorly. But they seem to have the package now, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that would lead you to think success is coming. The time is now. Is the quarterback of now there, though? You got to see him a lot as the season progressed. How excited are you about the upside and, and what you got to see as the season went on? I love Mitch Trubisky as a player. I, I really do. I think, though, you almost have to start over a lot of ways with Mitch Trubisky. He is going to come into an offseason now with an actual pro offense. He did not have one last year. He is going to get first-team reps starting today as opposed to last year where he got his first-team reps. The first time Mitch Trubisky took serious first-team snaps was week five of the regular season. They don't, that doesn't happen to rookie quarterbacks very often. He has a whole new cast of characters now around him and a new scheme. So, listen, I, I think if we expect him to take the Carson Wentz leap from year one to year two, I think that would be a little unfair because Carson Wentz had a, a stable situation around him. But could he take the kind of leap that Goff took in, in Los Angeles? Absolutely. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I think this offensive coaching staff is as good, if not better, than what Goff has in L.A., so... I think that Trubisky is going to have a very good year, and if they have a very good year from their quarterback with the defense they've already got in place, that's a good team. Mm. What are you hearing about Allen Robinson uh, coming off the, uh, the the ACL that, that very early in the season? I think it was week one. But if you go back the year before that, you could see why the Bears would take an opportunity uh, to sign him. Um, I, I like the signing, of course, health being uh, the assumption that he's going to be able to fully recover. That's a weapon I think him and Trubisky can maybe do some damage. Not just Robinson, and I think Robinson was a signing they keyed, up, they keyed on very early on in free agency, but they were going to go out and build a professional wide receiver room. That was the goal. They knew that they could not survive another year of what they had a year ago. And again, last year was a little bit of bad luck. They expected Cam Meredith to take a leap last year. He got hurt in the preseason. They, you can't expect anything from Kevin White anymore, but they certainly expected to get more than a game out of him in, uh, in 2017. They go into this year now with Robinson, with Gabriel. Meredith will be there. I know people are starting to be concerned that Meredith will get signed elsewhere. I don't see it happening. And then you start looking at a Kendall Wright coming back on a one-year deal. You start looking at Kevin White. Can he give them something? They add Trey Burton. They, they already have Adam Shaheen. There are now a, to use a fun word, they have a plethora of weapons now. They have things that, that lead to, to offenses being productive. And that just wasn't the case a year ago. So 
Is Allen Robinson going to be 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns? I don't think so, but I don't think that's what this offense is going to be. I think it's going to be spreading the ball around, getting different people involved every week, and there will be weeks that Allen Robinson is a 10-catch, 100-yard guy, and there's a week where he's three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, and that's the way this offense works when you're spreading people out. Another addition at the tight end position, Trey Burton, kind of one of those guys, underrated, underrated, and now... He's been said he's underrated so much, maybe becoming overrated. Uh, they, like Jeff Bridges. They, yes. the Jekyll being Jeff Bridges. Right, right. Uh, you know who's really underrated, Jeff Bridges, and yeah, yeah. yeah, you get to this point. So what were the expectations here? Some felt like maybe a little overpaid for the production value you can expect. What are the Bears going to do with him, and do you like the signing? I do like the signing, and, but, but you have to understand the signing. I think one of the guys at PFF tweeted about it and nailed it. They did not pay Trey Burton based on what he had already achieved in the league. They paid Trey Burton based on what they expect from him moving forward. And those are the kinds of free agent signings that can be hit or miss. Uh, I used to always call it the number two wide receiver paradigm, where you'd pay peerless price to go from a number two to a number one, and they never heard from him again. Is Trey Burton now able to step up and be a major player in an offense because he's certainly being paid to? Now, he didn't have to do that in Philadelphia. Yeah, the Super Bowl heroics aside, but he didn't have to do it week in and week out. And in Chicago, he's going to have to. So that's a risky signing at the money, but the Bears believe in the tight end. And and as we saw with what Kelsey achieved in Kansas City, if they're getting good tight end play out of Burton and out of Shaheen, this could be a very difficult offense to stop. Uh, to the defensive side of the ball, Kyle Fuller, the Bears, uh, he's, he's staying with the Bears. Did they overpay? I like him as a player. I get what the Packers uh, did uh, by, by by putting that out there. Um, your thoughts on Kyle Fuller? Was it the right thing to do? 100% the right thing to do. Kyle Fuller has had a checkered career in Chicago, but something I do believe has changed in him in the last 18 months. He came off a rocky 2016. There was question marks about whether or not he should have been on the field when he didn't play. He and Vic Fangio bonded in the offseason leading into last year. And because of that bonding, I really believe that's why Fuller delivered his best season. They had to bring him back. You don't just throw good young players out unless you're the New England Patriots. But unless you have Tom Brady, you can't get away with that. Hmm. So you had to bring him back. I liked the whole approach. Let someone else negotiate the deal, see what his market value is, and then if you, if you think that's a fair price, bring him back. So he's basically on a, an, on a lucrative two-year deal. That's how the guarantees shake out. If they turn out and he goes, uh, reverts back to what he was a few years ago, you can get out of the deal rather painlessly in two years. But I think he'll be motivated and fired up. And I think they wanted to bring back as much of the 2017 defense as they can because Fangio has said he loves this group of guys and he thinks they're ready to take a step, and I happen to agree with him. So what's left, Jeff? What, what still is out there? Minute left here. Is it you know, free agency and then into the draft? What do you still have on your wish list? Listen, they don't have a pass rush, and you can't win in this league without a consistent pass rush. So Leonard Floyd will be back. They brought Sam Acho back into the mix. They, they, you know, they, they, they sign Lynch, the former Niner, but they have to go and find pass rush from somewhere because you can have the best corners and safeties in the league, but if you're not getting to the opposing quarterback, especially when that guy is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you're going to get diced up. So I would look interior of offensive line and pass rush. If they can shore those two things up here in the next few months, 
I think expectations for an 8-8 eight and eight season or better are completely fair. Mm. Jeff, real quick, you have five seconds. Did you like Kirk Cousins to Minnesota? Did they make the right move? I don't know. I don't like Kirk Cousins all that much. So I, I think... I think it'll be par for the course. I don't see how he's an improvement over what they just got. They got a wonderful season out of Case Keenum, and they had also the best coordination in the league last year from Pat Shermer. So I don't think Kirk Cousins makes them all that much better. I would much rather have seen that team continue to invest in their defense, bring back Case Keenum on a cheap deal, and play the kind of offense they played. They got them to the NFC title game. What does Kirk Cousins have to do now to improve on last year? He has to go to the the Super Bowl. Is he going to? Does anybody actually think he's going to? Mm. Oh, and by the way, the idea that he's now the best quarterback in the division is the most laughable idea I have seen on social media since since social media started. Aaron Rodgers is still in the division. Mm -hmm. And if those two go head-to-head to... If they go head-to-head in the big game, who are you taking? No question. Good stuff, Jeff. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Jeff Hughes to BearsBlog.com, ShelbyMassBracketWag.com. Standing by when we continue on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700KBGG.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory-trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together, we can solve hunger. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. The Draft House is dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, the University of Iowa, Iowa State, and your home for this month's big tournament. 1908 Draft House serves a great atmosphere for you to enjoy your favorite game. The original 1908 Draft House Johnston, Waukee, and now downtown's finest hangout. West Des Moines location now open also. 1908 Draft House is the bar to go to for the best made-from-scratch food. The best gathering spot for friends, family, and coworkers. 1908 Draft House is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of 1908 Draft House gift certificates for only $25. Yeah, that's a sweet deal. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. 
Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines or online at heartlandflags.com. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. On behalf of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Iowa Chapter, thank you for your support in 2017. The Central Iowa Out of Darkness Walk at Ankeny's DMAC campus raised over $75,000. These funds allow our local volunteers to create and maintain support groups for those who have lost someone to suicide, implement education programs in colleges and high schools to prevent suicide, and advocate for new legislation to strengthen mental health care in Iowa. Please check AFSP.org slash Iowa for more information on our 2018 fundraising events, including campus walks and out-of-darkness walks across Iowa. The American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Iowa Chapter, online, afsp.org slash Iowa. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. And welcome back as we continue on here. We've reached the final segment of the program. We've talked a lot of college basketball, although we talked a lot of college football with both Iowa and Iowa State uh, starting up their spring football practices. But let's get back to uh, inside the brackets. Uh, Shelby Mast, he's with us uh, throughout the lead-up, the build-up uh, to Selection Sunday, and then a couple of times as the tournament progresses. Bracketwag.com is where you've uh, found Shelby's bracket uh, throughout the, you know, again, the weeks leading up to it, etc. And he joins us. Tell us what went right, what went wrong. And Shelby, I'm assuming like, well, the rest of the world, quite frankly, uh, you're no different as far as your bracket. Just because you can predict how the brackets will be unveiled doesn't mean you have any clue how they're going to go, I'm assuming. No, I do not. And I, I, I pity people who use my bracket to try to win their office pool thinking I'm some sort of expert in picking the winners. I'm not. I'm average at best, but I do still have two Final Four teams left, so I'm happy about that. You're ahead of me, Shelby. You, you got me beat. I just got Nova left, and that is it. It's uh, It's been a crazy time. And uh, Well, you're a Dukie. First of all, explain this. You're, you're a Texas guy, yet a Duke fan. Help us out here. You jumped on the Leitner bandwagon, didn't you? Hmm. It was actually before that. It was okay. Johnny Dawkins. Oh. I, 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 there was not too many games on TV. 
uh, back then, and they showed North Carolina a lot, and I got tired of them. And then I watched <laughs> yeah. the team Duke start beating them. And then one of my best friends from high school went there and played with Leitner and won two titles. So that just kind of enhanced everything. Uh, well, let's talk about this team, and they're one of those teams that looks as though they've got a very good chance to, you know, to make it to San Antonio. Uh, the matchup, first of all, they're they are going to uh, Syracuse is it's a head scratcher to me, Shelby. Every single year, it's like coaches and teams lose their mind when they run up against Jim Beheim. There was a lot of speculation: should they get in? Should they not get in? Should they even be invited to this darn tournament? Uh, as we know, they had to play their way into it, and they did uh, in that opening round. They're still alive. But what is it about Bayheim and Syracuse that confounds teams, and will it confound Duke, or are they playing, in some respects, a mirror image? Well, his defense, for whatever reason, works, because their offensive performance has been pretty bad, actually. They, I think they've shot like 4 of 18 from three-point line, uh, averaging 55 points. That's Usually you don't win too many games in the tournament doing that. The defense has just been stellar. Uh, I do think Duke is going to win for a couple of reasons. One, I think they just have that much better talent. They're, they're, the big guys in the middle, Carter and Bagley, are just too tough, and they've been playing very well. Senior leadership at the guard position with Grayson Allen. But also Coach K has worked closely with Coach Beheim, uh with the USA team. And so he knows the ins and outs of that defense and actually plays it some. Um, I, I think that's going to give them a bit of an edge. You know, uh, they, they've seen each other a couple of times, and Duke has changed, and they picked up that zone defense as well. It's really transformed this team from, you know, the talking point back a couple months ago was just how bad this team is defensively and now going with that zone, how much they've changed. As you've watched Duke, it, it's the athleticism, it's the length, it's kind of the things you talk about with Syracuse. But when you watch a, a K team play zone defense, how weird is that for you as a Duke fan? It's very weird. I'm used to the guys running back on court and you know running back down court and slapping the floor, getting ready to, to man up, and uh, you know getting ready to zone up is that's different. It's there's no court slapping, but it's working. I mean, they're, you know their defense, like you said, was horrible earlier in the year, and it's passable now. They're doing better. I wouldn't say it's stellar but it's much better than it was. Well, as it turned out, Shelby, the, the right side of the bracket is is still daunting, comparatively speaking. You know, when you go uh, to the south and you see a 5, a 7, a 9, and 11, or even you go to the west and you see a 3, a 4, a 7, and a 9, the right-hand side of that bracket is... You, you, you hate to say that the, the real Final Four is going to unveil itself this weekend on that side, uh, but, you know, that it's got the chance. It's, it's got the heavy heads remaining. I mean, West Virginia, I think, will give Villanova a tussle. Purdue, with or without Haas, Texas Tech is going to be a hell of a game. Kansas, Clemson, and then Syracuse, Duke, as we talked about. That right-hand side of the bracket, just the way it worked out, way more competitive, seemingly should have more uh, uh, more skill on the floor, perhaps. Yeah, so that means probably the left-hand side is going to have all the overtime games. <laughs> right, and the nail biters, yeah. it's, more, it's more of an unknown kind of thing. I mean, we know who Kentucky is, but this Kentucky team has been a bit of a mystery throughout the year. They, 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 they don't, I don't think they have a true identity just yet. They're kind of getting it, but they're going against Kansas State, which I don't think that really does much for anybody. They beat an 8 and a 16. Uh, and with Loyola and Nevada, I mean, that's the kind of game we do want to see, but they're a bit of an unknown. They're, they're in uncharted territory for both of them. Uh, it, it, it's fascinating for sure. Shelby, uh, I, I think one of the most compelling matchups out there 
is Loyola Nevada, these two upstart teams, if you will, uh, the way that they've won uh, Nevada with the two comebacks, including uh, what they did down 22 to Cincinnati. And of course, Loyola, you got the storylines, you got Musselman's daughter, who's been fun, and on the other side, Sister Jean with Loyola. Do you have a feel, though, in this game, or when you get two upstarts, and we see this from time to time in the Sweet 16, is it hard for you to handicap? It, it is hard. I, I'm kind of leaning towards Nevada right now just because they seem to have had more momentum go their way, whereas Loyola has played nip and tuck, nip and tuck, you know, a little bit of a lead, get behind a little bit, but they pull it out in the end. Nevada had to come back from 22 down, like you said. That's, I mean, you've got to have some momentum going your way. Now, this few days layoff may kind of end that, but they, they seem to be the, the better team to me. I, I mean, I'm hoping for a good game. I don't really care who wins. But if I had to pick one, I'd lean towards Nevada. Uh, what about Michigan and Texas A&M? This one, to me, has as much intrigue as any game that's going to be played uh, here tomorrow night. Michigan uh, playing so well at the end. Another Big Ten tournament goes their way. Uh, Texas A&M is a team, to me, that, as you recall, started off so poorly in SEC league play. Had a nice non-con uh, for the most part. Then they had that you know turmoil inside the program, an injury, and a guy getting booted off. Texas A&M and Billy Kennedy, this is a team, to me, uh, that I'm not sure anybody wants to be playing right now. Can Texas A&M make it to San Antonio? And if that's the case, might they own the building if they get there? They very well could. I, the way they took apart North Carolina in North Carolina, I mean, not on their home campus, but in Charlotte, where Carolina hadn't lost a tournament game ever, I think I heard, and had only lost once in state in the tournament, and that wasn't a close game. A&M took it to them. They beat them. Uh, those big guys for A&M are, are tough. They're playing very well. This is the team we thought we would get back, or that we did get back in the, the pre-conference schedule. Uh, they went away for a while, but it looks like it's back right now. It won't surprise me one bit if they get past this. In Michigan, they, they needed a buzzer beater to get here. Shelby, uh, it happens seemingly every year, either at this point in the Sweet 16 or in the Final Four. Uh, people come out and say that the, the brackets need to be reseeded, that we need, we need to go back and redo this thing and reconfigure. And I, I have never been a fan of it. I've never heard an overly compelling argument to do it. Where do you sit when people come out with the idea of rebracketing? I hate it. Yeah, I don't too. want it to happen. I, I don't want them to discuss it. As far as I know, I don't think there's been any serious discussion to do so. Uh, I think the reason people want it is they want a better chance uh, of having uh, Duke, Kansas, Villanova all get to the Final Four, you know, the better teams. But this is what makes March Madness so great. You can have a Loyola Chicago, South Carolina from last year, VCU a few years ago. You can have teams like that because the bracket is laid out uh, in a way where it affects it affords opportunities like that. And I, I think reseeding after the, the first two rounds is uh, it's a bad idea, and it penalizes those smaller guys. Uh, it it gets, puts them in a position where they're less likely to get there uh, due to matchup issues. Uh, your your um, affinity for Duke aside and the, the, the pending snowstorm in Boston aside, because I guess they're going to get clobbered, what region would you rather go to? If you could go to one region. This weekend, where would you go, Shelby? I think I'd probably go to the East. You got uh, four of the top five seeds left, and I think those are going to be pretty solid matchups. Uh, I got asked yesterday about Villanova, West Virginia, how many people would be arrested for assault after that game because those players are going to be banging each yes, other sure. around. That's going to be a physical, physical game. 
And that's I, I kind of lean towards Texas Tech coming out of that region to get to the Final Four, and I'm feeling mm-hmm. better about it, one, because of Haas' injury, but two, there's only going to be one day between the the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight, and so the whoever wins between Nova and West Virginia may not be recovered enough to handle Tech. Shelby, you watch a lot of ACC basketball. Clemson, help us out. A team yeah, that do. you know had that injury, kind of took a step back for a while, and, and seemingly have completely figured it out the way that they played, uh, especially in the win against Auburn. They get Kansas. A lot of Jayhawk fans and Big 12 fans in this market. Tell us what we're going to see out of the Tigers. I, I think you're going to see uh, they're man down, so it's surprising to me that they're even here. But the way they looked against Auburn, good grief! That that team was on fire. They were they were impressive. Uh, I don't know if they can they can keep that up though. Kansas is playing pretty solid. They're whole again, uh, you know, and they're playing close to home. I think Kansas is going to win that, but I think Clemson's going to give them a run for their money. Shelby, last thing for me, we we waited until this year until we finally saw sixteen B to one. We talked a lot about parity in college basketball this year, and it really felt that. You know, this year more than any, and it seems to be ramping up. That that seems seemingly every year the parity uh, there becomes more and more of it in in this sport. We waited this long to see a sixteen B to one. Might the wait be shorter for the next time? Because I think it's going to happen again. I wasn't sure we'd ever see it. Now that we have, I'm starting to convince myself that it's going to happen again. Not next year. Maybe not in a year after that. But maybe the wait won't be as long because of parity in college basketball. Yeah, I think so. And plus, I think the, the the stigma or whatever you want to call it has been lifted. The 16s know now that it can happen. You're used to, we would always say, anything can happen in the tournament except a 16 right. beating a 1. You can't say that anymore. And I think that's going to give those 16 seeds more confidence than they've ever had before going into it. No, look, guys, this has happened. We can do this again. All right, Shelby, let's get you on record here. Who comes out of the South? Is it Kentucky? Probably so. I think they're probably the best team there. Uh, I'm not necessarily sold on it. I don't know if I'd put money on it. I'm kind of rooting for Nevada, but I think it will be Kentucky. All right, let's go down in the West then. Is it it the winner of Michigan, Texas A&M? The Zags have a chance. Who's going to come out of the West? I'm torn on that one, too. Gonzaga is probably overall the best team, Mm -hmm. but the way A&M looked against uh, North Carolina, I can't pick against A&M right now. Yeah, they got my attention. Up we go to the Boston, yeah. to the East. Villanova, West Virginia, you just said you've got Texas Tech. You're going to stick with Texas Tech coming out of the East? I am. I'm going to stick with them. All right, and then over to Omaha, 120 miles away from where we sit. Uh, is Duke going to emerge? Will it be the Jayhawks or that Clemson squad that's playing so well? I think Duke is playing too good right now for any of the teams left in that region. We they, will, they look like title contenders. We will have our final four, and we will discuss it at some point next week. Shelby, thank you. Guys, thanks for having me as always. Yep, good to talk to you. Shelby Mass, BracketWag.com, BracketWag.com for Shelby. You like his final four? Uh, I like the Texas Tech one. That, that was a team I told you on Monday that did, yeah. I was really surprised by, and, and now with yeah. Purdue, and we're still waiting on Haas and what's going to happen. Keenan Evans has taken over. Yes. And was it a toe injury? Yes. Yeah, turf toe, basically. Right, and you called it court toe, and court- I tried to call it turf toe. <laughs> court toe, yes. Yeah, a bad case of court toe. Yeah. But he can put the team on the back. Those, Especially those, in the second half of games. Those freshmen, mm-hmm. they just, they're good. And... This goes all the way back to January. Remember when they upset Kansas? I do. And I, I walked in. I came in that day. And I, I came in that day and told you I'm right. You're wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that did not prove to be no, true. No, no. Kansas won again. Yes. But 
the thing that I loved about that game wasn't that Texas Tech was doing anything wild offensively. And I, look at this system there, mm-hmm. just how hard they played. Mm-hmm. They just they dig in. That's how you have to play against Purdue because Purdue is another team that just they they grind you. They play mm-hmm. hard. And uh, I, I like what Shelby said there. Whoever emerges out of Villanova, West Virginia, if that is a nip and tuck game, it's excellent point. They're they're going to be beat banged up. up. Yeah. Unless now Villanova could against that team hit fourteen three pointers mm-hmm. and run away and rest everybody in the last ten minutes too. I could envision that, but if it is a nip and tuck game, I, I like that thought. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. If there's a dark horse to emerge, I think there's worse areas to go than Texas Tech. You know what? Let's save the rest of it for tomorrow. Okay, Let, let's do that for. Yeah, we still got another night. We, we do. Has this been the longest week? It's only yeah, Wednesday. it has. It has. It's incredible. No, I'm with you because I haven't been able to get into the NIT. I mean, there's no local interest in right. Um, I'm, I I'm watched just, Penn State last night. Did you? Yeah, they were. My Huskers are out, so <laughs> right. you know my season ended. Yes. Um, just, just real quick, is there a team that betting aside? <laughs> Did you would like to see win it more than the others? Oh, I've got one. I, I do I, not that I'm rooting for them. If they sure. get beat, and they're liable to because Villanova's a one. Seed. West Virginia's that team for me. You, I you're like Huggins Bob guy. Huggins. I, I do. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Okay. I like Beeline. Yeah, it's he, hard not to. He, he's does it the right way. It seems so. Yeah. I always I always love when Iowa. This goes back to uh, Xavier Simpson, who's now playing very well and struggled as a freshman last year, and emerged finally this year against mm-hmm. Iowa, which kind of <laughs> yeah. catapulted his season. It tends to happen that way, doesn't it? But but I went over to one of the Michigan message boards, and they they have a term for when they're recruiting somebody, and they just offered. So I wanted to see what they said about Simpson, since I was also after him. They said, "Yep, this is a guy that yes, they can they can go after. They're just there are certain waters that John Beeline will not go into." Well, in today's day and age, that's, that's a good thing. Mm. And you, you couple with just a coach that's willing to adapt, a coach that's willing to change philosophies this late in his career, bring in a young defensive coordinator. Learn new tricks, Trent. Yes, yeah. I, I really do enjoy that. So even though they're a Big Ten team, I... It's Beeline. It's, it's hard to root against Beeline. Right. I, I'm with you. We only got a couple of minutes left, and for for some reason we haven't had a chance to spend a lot of time with this. I mean, it, it is March after all. I get it. But the uh, high school football schedule came out today. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just a, a couple of highlights, if you will, Trent, because I know that you're already figuring out probably <laughs> yes, where yes. you're going to go week one, week two, week three, etc. So a couple of highlights. Um, will we see those... I mean, we usually see Ames play City High in these, on Cyhawk Week. Is that game on the schedule again? I hope it is. It was fun. And, uh, September 7th. There you go. At coincides. City High this year. Okay. So that one's at the top. We get Ankeny Ankeny Centennial to kick off the season this year. Week one. And when is week one, by the way? It is a bit earlier, August 24th. Holy crap. So week zero, and I'm not sure if there is a week zero. I haven't taken a look down at the eight player and stuff right. like that. That'd be on the seventeenth. The fairs is that the first week? Of, that'd be the second week of yeah. the fair, wouldn't it? Yeah. The seventeenth. Uh, so August twenty fourth is week one. August twenty fourth. And when is the? When will it wrap up? When's week nine? Uh, that'll be October twenty fifth. Will be week nine. So it it goes. No, check that nineteenth. The nineteenth. I was looking at the twenty nineteenth schedule. No, the. October nineteenth is week nine. It goes fast every single year. No, it really does. And. Uh, Looking for Valley Dialing this year will be week two. It's mm-hmm. been, for a few years, they had it week one. 
didn't love that. No, I did. I like them to get one tune-up under their belt. Right. Now, who are the tune-ups to get? That would be interesting. Because <laughs> you think they're tune-ups, but right. they're really not in most cases. Yeah, because everything is so front-loaded yeah, because of district play. It is. So you're going to get, uh, well, Dowling gets Waukee. Well, that's no picnic in week one. How about your Valley Tigers? Who will they, air quote, tune up with? Valley opens up uh, against Southeast Polk this year. Another good one. Valley uh, played that series with Bettendorf for a couple of years. Remember that, yeah. Now they picked up another Eastern school, Cedar Rapids Kennedy, who made the title game a couple years back. Mm Mm-hmm. Upstart program there, so... And where's that game this year? Does it come here? It's here, yes. It'll be here this season. Trying to find any more interesting kind of crossovers. Not seeing a whole lot in my first glance through. Oh, here's a good one. And uh, I believe this happened last year as well. Southeast Polk and Iowa City West playing one of those crossovers. So, good to see. Glad that they do. Yes, that, that it's a good thing. We're also now seeing that you're able to play schools from out of state. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a big deal, obviously, here. But Did anybody for, take advantage of that? You I know? didn't see in my first kind of glance through Maybe anything. Maybe one of the Sioux City schools? That, that would be the ones that would Council make sense. Council Bluffs I was looking sense. Bettendorf to see if they picked up anybody from Illinois. They yeah. didn't. Uh, so Bettendorf, in fact, will be all Eastern Iowa. The Sioux City schools. Or Council Bluffs. Yep, or Council Bluffs. Uh, no, they all appear to be... Sticking around at least for this okay. year, but it, for the future. And future the schedule came out. This is the, the, it was a multi-year release, was it not? Two years. Two yes. year release. Yep, two years with okay. new districts, the new playoff format. Those sixteen teams remain. It will be uh, an RPI system, and now I'll have to get out my calculator on Friday nights <laughs> figuring that out. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and if anybody will, you will. Yes. You and a guy who used to work with Steve Young was really good at that too. Um, a Blue Jay. I met Steve. Steve, yeah, yeah. The, yeah the big uh, Bondurant kid. Yes, big, big literally. Yes. Um, what are you watching tonight? Oh, there's more NIT. There is. Uh, there was one game. It was Oklahoma State. That was the one that kind of. I was trying. I'm trying to find something. Uh, I'm not going to watch hockey tonight. Uh, yeah, your boy lining. I know. Trust me. Oh, I, I saw the highlight of that. A, I was curled up in a fetal position. I figured. You don't block shots when you lead the league in scoring. We don't need you to block shots. Um, well, we're out of time, Trent. We will. Uh, are you going to watch NIT? I'll watch a little bit, yeah. Maybe some NBA. I watched a little bit last night. I'll probably start digging in a little bit deeper there. Tonight, Oklahoma State. You know what? There is an NBA game that caught my attention. Oh. And you know why? I haven't seen Toronto play all year. Okay. They're the number one seed in the East. Yes, yes. It's time to start looking at a little bit of NBA, I think, uh-huh. because soon we're going to take it's going to be a talker on the show. Yep. They play Cleveland. They do. So I think I might watch a little bit. It's on ESPN. Raptors, Cleveland. Okay. That was the other game that. Kinda interests me. Maybe Bucks tonight. I'll watch a little bit of that. They're uh, playing the Clippers. They yeah. will be Toronto's opponent by the sounds of things in the first round of the yes, playoffs. Yes, it looks eight. that way. And uh, we'll have a, a week leading up to it to figure out how exactly to say the Greek freak's name. You think we can do it? The Greek freak. You right, just right. did it. Okay. We're out of here. What do you and Jimmy B have today? Four to six. Uh, Pat Hardy will be stopping by a lot more on the Hawkeyes. Eamon Brennan from the Athletic oh, Board of ESPN. Yeah, good get. Uh, he's going to be joining us, and Zuba Mahente will be around in the 5 o'clock hour. Gotcha. We will be back tomorrow at noon. It's the Ken Miller Show. Thank you for listening. 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammon, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome.